And now, recorded live from the fiery bowels of hell, we present to you... Heavy Metal 101's official list of the very best Heavy Metal albums of 2023! Hey everybody, this is the ghost of Chrismica Present, Eric, with an informal list of a whole bunch of my picks of some of the best, most essential, most utterly ass-kicking heavy metal albums of 2023. I am so very excited to finally be able to spend a bit of time talking about the metal of today. Today! Ha-fucking-za. I do love me some metal history, don't get me wrong, but holy crap, is there ever a lot of great music being made right now? So please do note, I am recording this in early December, so I can offer no guarantees that I won't miss a few utterly indispensable very end-o'-the-year releases. That said, I can most definitely assure you that each of the following albums are well and truly worth your time. HM 101's Certified Bangers All. So, I've been thinking a whole lot about how best to format this AOTY list. I definitely don't see any real value in attempting some sort of top 25 or anything like that. I know that those are fun to read in listicle form, but honestly, is there any really meaningful difference in quality between, like, number 22 and number 21? I don't think so. Also, how does one reasonably compare a brutal death metal album to a symphonic metal album? I do not think one reasonably does, if that can be avoided. Anyhow, these are some of the things I've been wrestling with in my teeny, tiny, whimsical brain just lately. So for the record, I have 37 albums on my list, which is obviously a totally stupid and utterly arbitrary number, but that's okay, because I genuinely love these particular 37 albums, and so fuck it, we're gonna go through 37 albums. This will not be a countdown. So instead, I've decided to order this thing pedagogically. My plan is to divide these albums by their appropriate heavy metal subgenre and, when necessary, as it often will be, further refine things by sub-subgenre. That way, I can talk just a wee bit about the subgenre stew that so defines heavy metal in the 21st century. I do want to provide at least some modest amount of context for each of these artists. However, with 37 albums to get through, I do intend to be mercifully brief. If you want to know more about any of these bands or albums, never hesitate to reach out to us here at Heavy Metal 101. We would love to hear your thoughts, questions, and also to check on your AOTY lists. Please, please send them our way. You can do so via email, voicemail, or on social media. All those links are in the episode notes. I'd really and truly love to hear about any of the 10 zillion awesome albums from 2023 that I did not include on my list. Look, I listened to a lot of music released this year, the proverbial shit ton, in fact, but there is still so much that I missed, and I'm always hungry for great new metal. Starving, in fact. So do drop me a line. If it's really freaky or really fun, maybe I'll make John listen to it for a future episode. Now that'll always be a good time for everybody, right? I can't wait. wait, 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 wait. Okay, sheesh. 
We've got a lot of amazing bands and albums to get to. So, without further ado, I present to you Heavy Metal 101's list of the very best heavy metal of fucking 2000 and fucking 23! So let's come out swinging. Ding, ding, baby. We're going to begin with one of the real big boy and girl subgenres. Death Metal! Now, this is my biggest single category, with a lucky 13 releases all on its own. Fun! We already addressed some small amount of the history of this monumentally important metal subgenre in our Season 1 episode, focusing on the iconic genre pioneers, Death. But a friendly reminder, Death Metal is an extreme metal subgenre that is particularly associated with a growling, dirty vocal approach, <laughs> down-tuned, shredding musical complexity, blast beats on the drums, and lyrical themes often focusing on, well, death and stuff. Venom are the forefathers, but musical ground zero was either Seven Churches by Possessed or Scream Bloody Gore by Death, depending on who you talk to. Okay. That very general context having been established, we're going to do this one by sub-subgenre. Basically, we're way the fuck down in the musical sub-basement, and there is most definitely a serial killer down here with us, just waiting to chop us into teeny tiny pieces. Let's begin with a couple of OSDM, that's old school death metal, releases. We've got before us one classic band who are still killing it, and one newcomer who is worshipping at the satanic altar of the classics, but who are doing so with extraordinary quality. For those of you who haven't yet gotten over the demise of the great bolt thrower, please run, don't walk, and check out Frozen Soul from Fort Worth, Texas, and their simply incredible second full-length, Glacial Domination. Bolt thrower worship has never kicked this much ass. Hell, bolt thrower didn't always kick this much ass. Next, for those of us who still cry just a little bit each and every day since death mastermind Chuck Schuldiner passed, rest in peace. I'm pleased to note that we can all still celebrate amazing new material from his former bandmate, drummer, and vocalist Chris Reifert. Reifert's other iconic band, Autopsy, is still sawing throats nine albums and 34 years into their storied career. Ashes, Organs, Blood, and Crypts was definitely one of the very most fun metal releases I listened to this year. It is a good time on wheels. Moving on. I'm not sure who all is using the term NSDM, New School Death Metal, for the current crop of postmodern hipster death metal bands, but I rather like it, and so I'm gonna use it. New School Death Metal. If you've fallen out of touch and are wondering where to start with cutting-edge contemporary death metal, here are two bangers for your perusal. From the city of Brotherly Shove, Horrendous brought forth their utterly magnificent fifth album, Ontological Mysterium. Aside from the usual anything-goes virtuosity and aesthetic flexibility found in the very best of these NSDM bands, I'd also note a really cool Nawafum, that's new wave of traditional heavy metal, underpinning to what Horrendous does. So nifty, so catchy. Additionally, of course, is the world-beating new Tomb Mold album, The Enduring Spirit which blew the minds of pretty much everyone in the heavy metal world, myself included, until, that is, the band had the audacity to dress like normal human beings for their Decibel magazine cover shoot. Then, I guess we all got mad. Have you no shame, Tomb Mold? 
Just kidding. Great album. Great album. All right. Next, I've got not one, not two, but actually three albums from the Tech Death camp. Tech Death is the showily virtuosic sub-subgenre of death metal that I generally don't much go in for. A little flashy for my tastes. However, both Gorod, that's G-O-R-O-D, with the orb, and the great cattle decapitation, goofy album cover and all, with Terracite, managed the neat trick of blending ridiculous complexity and shredding with some great memorable hooks. And I am a sucker for a good hook. Death metal, pop metal, Miley Cyrus, whatever. Bring it on! And while I don't think anyone will ever accuse French-Canadian tech-death institution cryptopsy of an inclination towards great memorable hooks, the overwhelming brutal intensity and magnificent playing on As Gamora Burns floored me. I wasn't expecting all that much, but this album quite nearly reaches the heights of their iconic 90s masterpiece, None So Vile. Not quite, but it is closer than it could have possibly been expected in a 2023 release by this band. From Chile, Quebec, we are now off to the much balmier climbs of Sao Paulo, Brazil. The music of the Ladies of Crypta sits somewhere at the intersection of death and thrash, much like their Brazilian forebearers from Sepultura. Is thrashy death metal a viable genre, or is this just death metal with an adjective? I don't know. But regardless, their sophomore release, Shades of Sorrow, was absolutely one of the very best albums of this year. Now, while some death metal bands borrow liberally from their thrash forefathers, there are others who like to weave some amount of black metal influence into their larger musical tapestry. The incredible Ulthar, U-L-T-H-A-R, however, really tread that fetid fine line between what is death metal and what is black metal very ambiguously. As they are generally labeled blackened death metal, I'll put their two, yes, two incredible 2023 releases, Anthronomicon and Helionomicon, into the death metal category, with reservations. It does sound pretty black to me, but what do I know? Regardless, these albums both deserve to make this list as they are fan-fucking-tastic. Both of them! The main difference, I suppose, is that Anthronomicon is eight great tracks spread over 40 minutes, while Helionomicon is just two great tracks spread over basically the exact same duration. The latter is uh, just a bit loopier overall, but in a really good way. Look, just check them both out, will ya? Alrighty, last but not least in the death metal category, actually perhaps even last but most, my favorite of the multitude of death metal subgenres, when it is well done, is probably melodic death metal. I'm just a sucker for music that is nasty and challenging, but simultaneously hooky and catchy. And I've got two really, really fucking good ones from 2023 to share. From Connecticut. Fires in the Distance brings us the truly, utterly gorgeous Air Not Meant For Us. If you like your music fundamentally pretty, but want to dabble a toe in the pool of death, Fires in the Distance might just be the band for you. Meanwhile, what was probably my personal favorite death metal album of 2023 arrived courtesy of the Finnish masters Insomnium. 
who have been doing their thing since 1997. Their concept album, Anno 1696, is just such a joy to listen to. There's just unbelievably great hooks, left, right, and center. If the chorus of White Christ doesn't get stuck in your head for ages and ages, I'll owe you a Coke. I'll probably never actually get you said Coke, but we'll both know that I owe it to you, and I think that's something. But seriously, if you're going to listen to just one death metal album from 2023, then you're a big, stinky dummy. But regardless, you absolutely must check this album out. Insomnia. Anno 1696. Best death metal. Chef's kiss. Mwah! Death metal! Jeesh. That took a while. But never fear. The rest of this should go by comparably quickly. Ish. Onwards! Let's talk doom and stoner metal, shall we? Now, for those not in the know, both of these subgenres are derived directly from the formative music of our glorious founding fathers, Black Sabbath. Doom comes out of a Sabbath song paradigm like, for instance, Hand of Doom. It's in the name. Slow, morose, heavy, dark. There tends to be a real gothic quality underpinning this music. Stoner metal, by contrast, was born of Sabbath tunes like Sweet Leaf, or the overall fuzzy 70s aesthetic of albums like Volume 4. Oh, and pop. <laughs> that too. Uh, stoner metal can often be slow and riffy like Doom, and there's definitely aesthetic overlap between these two subgenres. I think of it in terms of the keyboards. Stoner metal often includes groovy, deep purple-esque 70s Hammond organ-type sounds, while Doom is more likely to use something like a, like a church organ to provide that deliciously funereal effect. Anywho, I've got four Doom albums on this here list. One, from not-so-jolly-old England, Godthrym, G-O-D-T-H-R-Y-M-M, which honestly, I've been pronouncing in my head as God Rhythm all year long. This band is two-thirds comprised of former members of Doom Icon's My Dying Bride. And that impressive pedigree shows. Very much so. Distortions is picture-perfect, straight-ahead Doom Metal. Check it out. Number two. We go one step further downwards towards Tartarus for my Death Doom pick. Which, basically, is just Doom Metal with growled vocals with longtime Danish masters Saturnus, whose brilliant The Storm Within is the perfect album to listen to on headphones while wandering around a graveyard on a damp day. Number three, one step still further downwards. Is it getting warm in here or is it just me? This brings us to the doomiest of the doomy sub-subgenres, Funeral Doom. Bellwitch might just be the best Funeral Doom band out there, and the single 83 minutes and 15 second track that comprises the album Future's Shadow Part 1 The Clandestine Gate is a gorgeously haunting sonic experience. Ooh, fun fact, which I'll admit isn't the same without John here, but still, we persevere. The title track of the 2017 Bell Witch album, Mirror Reaper, a stone fucking classic, is also 83 minutes and 15 seconds long. Interesting. Okay, I just want to kind of awkwardly shoehorn one more release into this category. The one-woman Italian project, Marta, M-A-R-T-H-E, 
sits at the exceedingly ooky intersection of doom, black metal, and crust punk. Now, regardless of how one chooses to label this music, her debut full length, Further in Evil, is a fucking banger. Check it out. <laughs> Alrighty, I can tell from that sonic cue that it is most definitely stoner metal time, which is also, not coincidentally, Eric's confession time of the day. You see, I generally don't care for this genre. It's not, as they say, my thing. As such, I've got just one legit stoner metal release on this list, as well as another album that is extremely tricky to categorize, but has enough stoner elements that I'm gonna put it here. So, what stoner metal did I love this year, you ask? Well, Green Lung did a super cool thing on This Heathen Land. They combined the sonic tropes of stoner metal with the musical equivalent of a hammer horror film. There's this British Isles folk horror thing going on here that I found quite delectable, if I do say so myself. This is a really fun album and exceedingly accessible. I definitely get some amount of ghost with better singing vibes from this band, I do have a pop metal category I'm gonna get to shortly, and this album could just as easily have been slotted in there. All right, so in the kind of sort of maybe stoner metal camp, I have British trio Urn, U-R-N-E. I have them listed as stoner slash sludge slash post-hardcore in my notes, which I do think works. Uh, Just make of that what you will. They're a tough band to categorize. Regardless, A Feast on Sorrow, their second full-length release, is a monumental achievement. This one definitely made my shortlist for the very best albums of 2023, though it was edged out for the winning slot. Still, listen to this fucking band. They are awesome. Awesome. Okay, I'd like to cover a subgenre which I would imagine will be a sweet spot for many HM101 listeners. Traditional metal. This is, of course, a subgenre we've discussed extensively on this show as one of the cornerstones of early heavy metal history. But in 2023, that context is a little bit different. These days, traditional metal is one of two things. It can still be a classic band that's releasing music in more or less their classic idiom. But we've also got Nawafum groups. That's new wave of traditional heavy metal to you and me who are playing a relatively straightforward, dare I say, nostalgic species of heavy metal. Look, frankly, between you and me, Nawatham bands are a somewhat complicated area for me. I do really enjoy a lot of them, but the whole retro thing does make me feel maybe just a tiny touch dirty. Still, great music is great music, and I've got one selection here representing each traditional metal category I just mentioned. Firstly, it simply doesn't get much more classic than the great Sirith Ungle. Who, incidentally, are winners of today's Samhain Prize. Yes, the Samhain Prize, exclusively awarded to great bands who egregiously mispronounce their own band names. Now, for those who aren't sufficiently dorky, Kirith Ungle, that's a hard k sound, is a mountain pass from Tolkien's Lord of the Rings. Kirith, not Sirith. Samhain, not Samhain. But I digress. Fuck me. Where is John when I need someone who can get me back on track? Regardless, Sirith Ungle have been making their own wildly idiosyncratic brand of trad metal since originally forming in 19-fucking-71. You heard me right. One, nine, seven, one. They did do the extended hiatus thing from 1992 all the way to 2016, 
but have now released their second shockingly fabulous 21st century album, Dark Parade. Worth noting, my understanding is that these dudes are calling it quits in 2024, so do get this album and go and see them live while you still can. The current version of Sirith Ungle has three of its original members, singer Tim Baker, guitarist Greg Lindstrom, and drummer Robert Garvin. Guitarist Jimmy Barraza has only been around since 1987, so he's like a total new guy, right? Meanwhile, Night Demon bassist Jarvis Leatherby rounds out the contemporary lineup. And speaking of Night Demon, their Nawatham concept album, Outsider, is a perfect listen for any of you true blue 20th century curmudgeons who are still under the extremely misguided notion that all metal since the 80s is not for you. You will love this. I promise. And perhaps you could use Nawatham as a gateway drug for more 21st century metal of all stripes. Let's lighten things up just a bit, shall we? I mean, look. A lot of us, myself included, love heavy metal that is pitch fucking black. And I will most assuredly be getting to some more of that shortly. But there's also something to be said for heavy metal that's just a joy to listen to. Candy for the ears, as it were. Now my general sense is that the term pop metal has seriously fallen out of favor these days, but that's how I'm going to categorize the next three albums, even if all of them could alternatively be categorized in wildly different ways. Pop Metal Numero Uno, the brilliant Norwegian black and roll slash punk slash hard rockers, Kvelertak, K-V-E-L-E-R-T-A-K, are pretty much always a guaranteed shoe-in for my AOTY lists in any given year in which they have a new release. And 2023's Endling absolutely continues this trend. If you don't mind taking your lyrics in Norwegian, I promise you that there is simply not a more enjoyable band to bang your head to in all the land than Kvelertak. Wow. You know, even just typing those lines made me want to listen to some Kvelertak, and that's what I did. I put them onto my dad headphones, and I continued writing this episode, and it was freaking awesome. You should do that too. After the episode. After. Next up in pop metal land is guitarist Nita Strauss's wonderful The Call of the Void. Now this is a shrewd mix of accessible neo-shredder instrumentals placed alongside songs collaborating with just a rogues gallery of great vocal guests, including Alyssa White-Glutz, Lizzie Hale, Alice Cooper, David Draymond, etc. The genre kind of tends to vary across this album, but it's all accessible metal and it's all done at a really high level. Strauss, nay of the Iron Maidens and Alice Cooper's touring band, is definitely a guitarist of this moment and her ever-developing superstar status is well-deserved. Last up, another one from my shortlist of unbelievably fucking killer albums that I could have picked for the album of the year, I offer you an elegant collection of Dutch symphonic metal bangers, courtesy of the great Within Temptation. Bleed Out. This is the sort of metal I love, and that I also love to listen to with my 11-year-old daughters, and they love it too! The songwriting on this album is just magnificent. Pop, metal, it's all in there. Incidentally, I also had the pleasure of seeing them open for Iron Maiden last year, and I have to say, they were perhaps one of the very best opening bands I have ever seen. Yowza. So other than that brief foray into stoner metal, thus far we've really just talked about all genres that I, I, I really dig. Let's now get a bit dangerous and chat about a few great albums from two subgenres I kind of sort of hate. <laughs> Sometimes. 
Not always. That would be prog metal and power metal. Ooh, promo, promo. I will be using my hatred to aid the forces of good later this season. Really. John and I will be diving deep and with positivity into the early history of prog metal in February. So put that one on your calendars now. And while I was writing that episode, I actually did work through a lot of my prog rock demons. Uh, I think I'm a better man now. Of course, this is still an aesthetic area that can sometimes rub me the wrong way, but one prog band that never seems to do that is the British prodigies Haken, H-A-K-E-N. They have made an impressive career out of creating genuinely brilliant music in a prog idiom I might describe as traditional prog. This is music that shares aesthetic DNA with the 70s prog rock that tends to give me the highs. And yet, I love Hawken. Their masterpiece is The Mountain from 2013, but Fauna, their 2023 release, is incredible. It's this really eclectic listen that shows off mad chops, but never at the expense of really incredible songwriting. Also, Ross Jennings has to have one of the loveliest voices in heavy music today, and that certainly doesn't hurt. Meanwhile, there is another strain of music that is unquestionably progressive, but in a way that shares no obvious aesthetic DNA with the ghost of prog rock past. This is my stuff. And one such album is Alfold, A-L-F-O-L-D, by Hungarian wunderkind Thomas Katai, who works under the band name Thy Katafalk, C-A-T-A-F-A-L-Q-U-E. This album just shreds, truly. It could probably fit pretty neatly into quite a few different genres, but for me, this is the sort of idiosyncratic quirk that just constantly surprises, that I think of when I think of the sort of progressive music that does get me genuinely excited. This album got me genuinely excited. And now on to power metal, that belligerent, Viking-helmed, roided-up descendant of traditional metal. Between you and me, power metal often is a bit much. <laughs> for me, it's a bit much. But somehow or another, the 2023 return of long-lived Brazilian power metal superstars, Engra, Cycles of Pain, struck just the right balance between bombast and shout-along good times. I didn't especially expect to like this album, but I did like it. Actually, I loved it. It's a great album. Power, prog, virtuosity, great performances, great songs. Check it out. those tolling bells. We're in the home stretch now, baby. Can you feel it? The actual HM101 certified album of the year is quite nearly within our grasp. But just two more genre discussions first. Real quick. Now, for you true 20th century curmudgeons out there, I've got some news for you. Thrash is back, baby. Did you know that? <laughs> if you checked out back in the early 90s, you may have missed this rather important fact. But it's true. It's actually been true for most of this century. So get with the program, would you? First off, let's talk old school. Remember when Metallica released that new album this year? Well, that, that one wasn't my thing. However, on the very same day, those bad boys from New Jersey, Overkill, released their 20th album, Scorched. And like basically everything they've done since 2010's Ironbound, it fucking rules. Metalla who? 
Contemporary thrash is not simply the provenance of the old dudes. Two of the best albums of this year are new school thrash. War Remains by Richmond, Virginia's Nouveau Masters Enforced and Warlock's Grim and Withered Hags by Scotland's Hellripper. Now, in fairness, I've seen Hellripper listed as black metal, speed metal, and Nawatham, and there are elements of, you know, all of those, but these things are subjective. Regardless, this one-man band, Hellripper, created by James McBain in 2014, released another one of those albums that made my wee shortlist for best album of this year. Okay now, I hope you're all nice and comfy, and happily drunk, or well caffeinated, or both. Just one last genre before we crown the AOTY for 2023. Turn the lights down. It's time for the black metal portion of our program. Black fucking metal! I'm oh so eager to dig deeply into the formative history of black metal in HM101 season number four, but for now I'll just say that, in short, my feeling about 21st century black metal is that it is derived primarily from the scene, sometimes known as the second wave of black metal, that emerged in the early 90s in Norway, whence all those murders, church burnings, and when people weren't otherwise distracted, actually some really fucking cool music making all occurred. Black metal roots, of course, do go deeper to earlier bands like Venom, Merciful Fate, and Hellhammer, but we are today dealing in black metal as a sound not as an image or a vibe or a set of lyrical themes. You know, I could talk about this all day, but this is neither the time nor the place. Let's just chat now about some killer contemporary black metal music, shall we? As one of the real cornerstones of 21st century metal, black metal is another principal metal subgenre which has a whole bunch of those sub-subgenre heading possibilities. And we will talk about a few of those, but we're going to begin with the pure stuff. Sort of. We'll start with three albums that I am inclined just to call good old straight-ahead black metal. I'm not totally sure what good old straight-ahead black metal means in 2023, but these are close enough. If you haven't yet heard of Black Braid, then you're apparently not a regular reader of the NY Times, who did a very cool feature on them earlier this year. Also, you are fucking missing out. Black Braid 1 from 2022 and Black Braid 2, this year's magnum opus, are both incredible traditional black metal releases, which just happen to be uniquely spiced via subtle elements imported from indigenous American music. I suppose that sonic importation could theoretically push this music out of quote, good old straight ahead black metal territory. But to my mind, these elements are sufficiently subtle such that Black Braid sound like a really exceptional traditional black metal band that just happens to have been created by a Native American dude, John Krieger, a.k.a. Ska Gasawa, which in the Mohawk language means the Witch Hawk, which is pretty fucking cool. This is another band I got to see live this year, and they were awesome. Speaking of straightforward but fucking good, if you, like me, adore Immortal, but weren't sufficiently blown away by this year's War Against All to put it onto your AOTY list, though it was certainly really good, it's certainly worth checking out. Check out Immortal's War Against All. Really good album. But the immortal worship found on Lamp of Murmurs, M-U-R-M-U-U-R, Saturnian Bloodstorm, it will absolutely blow your face off. Now this sounds very much like At the Heart of Winter era immortal, right down to those unbelievably great riffs. What the fuck could possibly be better than that? Last up in this category, Letha's Rue 
That's L-E-I Thorn, which is that weird Scandinavian letter that looks kind of like a mix between a P and a B. A. Uh, the album title is Rue, R-E-U-E, which is German for remorse. This album is just spot on. It is flawless black metal in its purest form. All right, so maybe there's actually, you know, kind of a lot of post-black metal flourishes on that album. But still, it's 2023, not early 90s Norway. Pure black metal in 2023, it's going to have other elements. In it. it just is. Regardless, this is some mighty fine black metal music making by a German dude who goes by the name Noise. If you like black metal, there is nothing here not to like. Okay, let's add us some descriptive adjectives. It's black metal subcategory time. First up, would you believe, is Americana black metal. <laughs> My country tis of thee, motherfuckers. Panopticon. The man. The myth. The legend. The man, incidentally, is Austin Lunn of Louisville, Kentucky, home of America's finest baseball bats and America's finest black metal. Lunn has been mixing elements of black metal with folksy bluegrass elements since 2007, and Panopticon is another one of those projects that basically is guaranteed to make my album of the year list every time they release an album. The Rhyme of Memory just came out at the end of November and is the latest released album on this list. It's a big, complex album, and I'm not totally sure I've 100% digested it, but it definitely blew me away. It's chilly, it's lonely, it's beautiful, wow. Another Americana black metal band I've been tracking for a while now is Wayfarer, from Denver, CO. They've got something of a Wild West meets black metal thing going on. Till now, their music always intrigued, but it never quite perfectly landed for me. But I do think that American Gothic is their masterpiece to date. They have taken things to the next level on this album. Okay, <laughs> candor time. Uh, look, can I just go splitsies on avant-garde black metal? As I wrote this up, I was actually listening to Blut Aus Nord's Disharnium Nahab for the zillionth time. I was actually planning to leave it off. I found it a really challenging listen, but frankly, isn't that the point of avant-garde black metal? If it was easy black metal, they wouldn't call it avant-garde black metal. They'd call it melodic black metal. <laughs> Anyhow, Blut Aus Nord, B-L-U-T-A-U-S-N-O-R-D, which means blood from the north in German, are an anonymous collective of French weirdos who have been making unique, difficult black metal since 1994. So I'm going to save half a list spot for them. They're going to have to share this spot with Fantafaxith. T-H-A-N-T-I-F-A-X-A-T-H, an anonymous collective of Canadian weirdos who have been making unique, difficult black metal since 2011. If I'm just going to choose one wild and woolly avant-garde black metal album for the year, it would probably have to be their hive mind necrosis. But I don't have to, because it's my list, and I can play Calvin Ball with the rules if I want. So half a slot for each anonymous weirdo collective. Yay! Or maybe there's 38 albums on the list. I don't know. Whatever. Good stuff. Weird stuff. Just two more black metal bands. Can you handle it? Is it just too dark? Too sinister? Too spooky? Never fear. The final two albums are both loads of fun, if in wildly different ways. They're also both Scandinavian, and those people do tend to have a certain way with the black metal from that black-beating geographical heart at the center of the black metal universe, 
Norway's Dodheimsgard, that's realm of death to you and me, Black Medium Current is a particularly progressive, unpredictable take on the genre. This bad boy is musically all over the place, and you sort of need to hear it to believe it. It's black metal sharing space with free-floating elements of electronica and psychedelic rock. It's pretty wacky, pretty confounding, it's a real joy to listen to. And my favorite black metal of 2023 came courtesy of the Finnish greats and Oceans, whose melodic black metal release as in Gardens, so in Tunes is just how I like my black metal. Noisy, angry, scary, and surprisingly beautiful. A lot of subtle bits and bobs of pleasant electronica in the mix as well. Some version of And Oceans or another has been around under various names since 1989, but they sound as strong or stronger than ever in 2023. This is a good one, my friends. Wow, it's been a hell of a year for Finland. Joining NATO, making incredible death metal, incredible black metal. Hmm, go Finland. Wow, we made it. The great unveiling. It is now time for the inaugural Heavy Metal 101 Heavy Metal Album of the Year. That's exciting. And even more exciting, I managed to get permission from the band to play their music on this episode. So I'm actually going to play us out via a track from the AOTY 2023 rather than our usual theme music. These are the days of wine and roses, my friends. Anyhow, amazingly enough, my pick for the single best heavy metal album of the year comes out of a genre I have often found more interesting than enjoyable. Grindcore. Yes, that maniacally intense genre pioneered by the likes of Napalm Death back in the late 1980s. We're going to also talk grindcore history in season number four, but for now, what we are dealing with, of course, is a mix of extreme hardcore music and extreme heavy metal music. It's like the chocolate and peanut butter of the heavy metal multiverse. Yummy. Grindcore and death metal evolved at basically the same time, so these are very much kindred musical spirit, though one of the clear tells for grindcore tends to be extremely short songs. And my album of the year, despite being a perfectly respectable 11 tracks long, weighs in at just 19 minutes and 24 seconds of pure, furious musical perfection. Brevity, beloved listener, is the soul of grindcore. Enough context, here it is. My choice for the best heavy metal album of 2023 is... Gridlinks, Coronet Juniper! A lot of funny words in there, just to be clear. Gridlink, G-R-I-D-L-I-N-K, Coronet Juniper, C-O-R-O-N-E-T, J-U-N-I-P-E-R. Now, if you don't know Gridlink, you really, really, really should. They were founded in 2004 in Hoboken, NJ, the birthplace of Frank fucking Sinatra. Gridlink is an incredible vocalist, John Chang, a monumental rhythm section, Brian Fajardo and Mauro Cordoba, and one of the most extraordinary guitarists currently working, Takafumi Matsubara. Cornet Juniper is their fourth album. Gridlink play a variant of grindcore I've seen referred to as progressive or melodic grindcore. This is definitely not your dad's or mom's grindcore. 
They sometimes remind me quite a bit of Converge, but on speed. <laughs> and Converge play pretty goddamn fast. Whatever. Gridlink are an unfucking believable band. This album is just overwhelmingly fabulous. It fills me with just this incredible adrenaline, this excitement. I just wanna, I wanna fight or flight or fuck or something when I hear this music. But it is awesome, awesome. Go and listen to it. Just go listen to it. We've done it. Happy AOTY 2023. Yeah! Everybody is welcome to the HM 101 party. Of course, that having been said, I'm sure a few invitations were missed for today's festivities. I listened to so much wonderful heavy metal music this year, but I sure as hell didn't listen to everything. So what amazing masterpieces did I leave off of this list? I'd really and truly love to see all of your AOTY lists. Please do send them my way via email or social media. Please! And of course, thanks so much for listening. Thanks a bunch. Alrighty. I will play us out via Silk Ash Cascade, the killer opening track from Gridlink's killer Coronet Juniper album, provided courtesy of the band. HM 101 out! We love you all! Mwah! <laughs>